are now sitting at the wave table. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the wave table. Episode three is featuring Valken. Uh, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself, what kind of music you like, and produce, etc.? All right, so I'm Valken. I like making industrial sounding EDM. I just like uh, using different elements of ambient, melodic, or like gritty and heavy. I just like those dynamics to kind of hold together the full song. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, your stuff is definitely quite unique to what I'm used to hearing, um, especially given the length of your most recent mm-hmm. track. It's like six minutes long, but most people these days are just doing like three to four minute tracks. Um, was there any reason for going six minutes or was it just that you had too many ideas to fit into a shorter track? It was kind of a mix of I wanted to get all these different ideas in and kind of as I put them in pacing wise, I feel like it made the most sense. It was pretty difficult to like, I guess, choose that I would want to make a song that long, especially for the first one, because obviously the question comes up is like, who's going to listen to the full thing? Yeah. But I, I felt like, like eh, it doesn't really matter. I'll just do whatever feels right for whatever song, not ever try to limit a song to the ideas. Like if a minute feels like it should be two minutes, make it two minutes. If it feels like it needs to be 10 minutes, just go for it. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for just producing the music you want to hear because ultimately I think that's going to draw listeners in more than just trying to copy what's already popular. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the start, I really love the melody and it's also played during the breaks. Is that a sample? Mm -hmm or midi mm-hmm. i think uh my friend and i worked together on creating that uh melody so okay. on just melt um on the midi keyboard cool. we got and uh yep it's a mix of just playing around on the keyboard and then after that moving around notes to get like what sounds right because with melody writing i'm not super knowledgeable on music theory but I, I have a basic knowledge of what like the outline of scales are, and I only use that knowledge to just go out of it as much as sounds right. I'm always kind of pushing myself to use as many notes on the keyboard as possible to give it that sort of eerie or dissonant feeling. Yeah, a lot of people feel like they have to stick within the seven notes of the scale, but... Mm-hmm. That's really just not true. It's really whatever sounds good. And then as long as you return to bass, like the tonic of mm-hmm. um, your track, you're pretty much good. Um, yep. And I got to know, like, did you guys use RC20 retro color on that? Because it sounded like pretty wavy and stuff. Um, uh, Isotope vinyl is actually uh, what I ended up using. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Um, that I used the warp tool a lot on that. For the most part, I try to use whatever plugins I can get for free at this stage because there's yeah. there's a lot that are actually really dope for the for yeah. like not even costing anything. Yeah, you kind of just got to get on get on the Google and go digging for them because there's mm-hmm. there's so much cool free stuff out there. Yep, especially YouTube, like top ten lists for top ten free plugins of certain years. Just go back. Absolutely. Yep, biggest problem I've ran into is a lot of them are 
um 32 bit yeah and then you have to get the it all i only just recently now that you have to use a program to convert those to make them work for ableton but yeah are you using jbridge or a different one yep jbridge i have not bought it yet but i used the demo for once and it worked pretty good so i'll probably buy it pretty soon so i can start using all these um different um programs and plugins to get um, more of that vintage vintage sound i really like cool yeah i used to use jbridge a lot for those random free 32-bit plugins but i kind of ran into an issue where i would open a project that has a jbridge plugin and it just wouldn't load the plugin so really yeah these days if i really feel like i have to do it i'll just like freeze the track before i save it just to make sure i'm safe Uh, makes sense um, so all of your bases are fucking dope and they kind of, yeah. are, are they inspired by Zaffelstein or however you say it? Oh, <laughs> you knew it, bro. You knew it so much. You just sat my phone over the table. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. I think he's the OG. Fuck yeah, man. He's, he's uh, the best. I don't know how you say it either. His LF album, uh, that shit just, that bro, hits so different bro. to anything I'd ever heard think- before. I would have to go check, but I think Aleph is in my top 10 favorite electronic albums just ever. That's so it's, good, it, man. It's just so cool, especially for its time. All the He's like makes all these new sounds that were never heard before, like ever, in this really dynamic um, album that just has like the best energy, the best texture, and even all these like really nice ambient elements thrown in. It's definitely something i really want to shoot for it's like um, it's spooky as fuck but also mm-hmm. like very danceable and i feel like oh, it's yeah. just uh inspired a whole generation of upcoming producers oh hell yeah um so what what synth do you use serum or <laughs> oh i use a little bit of serum i actually honestly haven't gotten super deep into sound design yet um for the most part i'll use uh presets or um change those up a bit or use whatever's in ableton and just like throw up to like 20 to 40 different effects on it until it sounds really cool so it's more it's more of like a an effect sort of way i go about sound design at the moment using different plugins like let me go look i like using uh Mm, I like using uh, Moscow, which is kind of a version of the thing that adds different, uh, I guess, frequencies to a sound. So that will like okay. keep it on a certain note, which is really good if your bass is repeating the uh, same note. So is it kind of a, a resonator? Um, yeah, it's one of the resonators. Okay. So called Moscow, which is an Ableton suite. So that okay. will really bring out the, I guess, note in a whatever you're playing a lot more frequency of uh i guess what you're going for so i use that to sort of keep the root note a little bit more obvious what it is in a sound so a lot of just stuff like that and combines of just distorting pretty normal sounding sounding stuff to to the point where it sounds really gnarly slot stuff like that cool i really like using a resonator and then just distorting Mm -hmm. afterwards it gives like a really nice tone like like you said it amplifies the like the main note 
but you can still play other notes and have it sound great. It mm-hmm. kind of like almost makes it like a chord, I guess. Yep, it's like a cool way to kind of play with, um, I guess what note is actually being played because you don't have to stick to a single note or a single frequency with the sound. It can be enriched with all these other things. It can be in between. It's not like a scale isn't something you have to stay stuck to completely or even just the normal toning system. I definitely like want to get into microtonal oh, yeah. stuff later in the future, but that's a that's a headache for sure. I don't know any good programs for that. You kind of just have to wing it. Yeah, and I I do like doing unique stuff, like stuff that's like left field. But I I feel like microtonal stuff is kind of too far out to people to really want to listen to. Like, it's definitely super abstract. I would yeah. be up for a way of finding a middle there that could appeal to people you know finding a good mix between something that's really weird something people haven't heard before but something that isn't gonna like scare too many people away you know yeah maybe maybe every now and then instead of bending up a semi-turn bend up like half a semi-turn or something i don't know just something that's very, very temporary um, and doesn't take up too much of the song. Yeah. Have you heard of King Gizzard? Uh, yes, but... They have a album called Microtonal Flying Banana. What they kind of <laughs> do to make it sound normal is they'll stick on certain notes for a really long time. Okay. And sort of repeat that. And like a lot of the riffs will have little licks that kind of climb up and down it, which is what sounds weird. But those aren't like overbearing. It's still yeah. very comprehensible for what they're trying to get across. So they they stick on certain notes to kind of like ease you into it and kind of make that your new standard until you mm-hmm. finish listening to the album. Okay, cool. precisely. Um, so this might be a tough question because personally, I don't remember shit about what I do when I write tunes. Um, mm-hmm. But I was curious what part of this track you actually wrote first. Oh, okay. So it started out as a, I guess, sort of a demo. This guy who uses the stock version of FL Studio, he sent me over this sort of bass line. Um, it was kind of just like the doo 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 doo. So that was just okay. the, the main bass line that kind of goes up and down. So that's what he wrote. Um, this guy's a. I'll link uh, his uh, SoundCloud um, yeah, give to him you a shout later. <laughs> yep, give him a shout out. He's awesome because he's built up this really cool catalog of stuff and he hasn't even um, gotten out of the demo version of FL Studio. Wow. <laughs> so it's sick. So I took that and just really started fattening up, fattened, um, fattening it up and building around it, adding all the melodies, adding some more drums adding you know like real strong sub bass just to like really make it pop but the foundation he laid down was just like sick i'm like yo this dude's awesome (laughs) and i really wanted to like give you know fully flush out this idea that he kind of gave to me it was kind of it was really awesome yeah um i just on a kind of related note personally i find it hard to write a track if i wrote if I write the intro first, 
because I kind mm. of build all this hype and then I get to the drop yep. and I'm like, okay, like, everything I do ooh. is a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I totally feel you. <laughs> I, 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 if anyone struggles with that, I recommend writing the drop first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most of my favorite songs I've written so far are just like ones where I've sort of figured out the drop really early and I'm just like, oh, that's like, that's what's good. And that's what I want to start building around. So how many have you actually written? Because this is the only one on your SoundCloud, right? Mm-hmm. So I've, um, that's the only one that's only me that's out so far. There's currently a remix I did of uh, one of Razor's tracks, however you right. say his name. Um, yeah. Blind, which was a song I just, when I first heard, I instantly liked it because of just kind of the jump jumpiness of it. It was really, really cool, punchy song with like all these really cool sounds so i'm like i'm probably gonna reach out to this guy and we became pretty good friends just talking a lot i see i think i've he's seen him a lot a on Insta. something yep he's pretty cool um his uh visuals that he gets for all of his stuff are crazy good i wonder how he, much like, he pays <laughs> yeah he doesn't he just goes i think on fiverr or really? something oh, pays shit. some artist it was i wasn't even like he, he told me how much it was. I'm like, yeah, hey, I would pay that much for something that dope. That's not, that's pretty good. So yeah, I definitely got me thinking I want to start um, hiring artists to do artwork. Like I can do some myself, but not to the point where I'd want to do everything, you know? Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to delve into like the 3D art just for videos mm-hmm. and stuff, but that's like a whole nother world. It must take so much time. Oh. So so it's a whole I can't other even rabbit imagine. hole. Yeah. I have just a friend, a friend who will do all the 3D sculpting stuff I need. Like for the mask I've got for Valken. You want to oh, see shit. that? Hell yeah. <laughs> this, you're you're, you're going to be the first person, I guess. Well, this will be the first time um, this mask is going to be shown on social so, media. Instead of face I reveal, get like it's a, mask reveal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> show my face first and then the mask. So um, I'm going to get a full like outfit together for him. Dope. And like, he, there's not even a strap to keep him on. But for the actual mask part, it's pretty much complete. Dude, that's fucking sick. So yeah, my friend and I kind of worked together on this. He did all the sculpting, which is all 3D printed. And then kind of just worked with uh, someone to paint it. And then um, there's some um, kind of mesh material that I can see through that looks totally black from far away, but I really That's like how it turned doctor out. doctor type shit. And I can't oh, yeah. wait to like promote and like do shows with it. Yeah, so man, there's going to be like, like no so many cool photos you can get with that. Uh-huh, and go to real creepy locations and whatnot. <laughs> and I want to be like that guy. So like pretty much there's like a whole set of like DJs. And then people are like, okay, but who is that guy with the weird bird head? Right. Yeah. You know, it, kind it of makes try to stand be remembered out. like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. So I'm, I'm not really deep into the uh, industrial bass genre. Like probably Giselfelstein is probably like the only inspiration of yours that I might know. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any other artists out there that you'd recommend for someone who's looking to get into it? Oh, oh, definitely. I think the two most obvious ones would be Rez and 
1788L. You've probably heard of those guys. Yeah. Um, for uh, I, I guess I'll look through my SoundCloud. I mean, my Spotify kind of artists real quick to recommend some. Uh, I guess smaller artists because there's when you kind of dig pretty deep into sort of a subgenre, you start finding these like really underappreciated artists where you find it's like. Well, that's they sound way better than like all these people who are like mainstream playing to thousands of yeah. people, like these really innovative, really creative people. So I'll look through um, and try to list some names. Yeah, because they'll be like pushing it rather than sticking to the stuff that they know everyone's going to like. Mm hmm. So I'll start out with the not oh, man, pretty well known band just nine inch nails of course oh yeah know about them but they're pretty much uh the kings of um industrial music in general from what i've gathered i really like them for their mix of you know acoustic and electronic because they'll have albums that are completely acoustic and then ones that are like pretty much half and half and just with really powerful vocals like through looking through a lot of artists there's like sort of no one else who lives up to that bar that has been set and they've been doing it forever yeah i really love how they're kind of not afraid to just throw shit at the listener and like almost on the verge of noise music at times Mm -hmm. but it's still somehow engaging yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think the big one of the biggest things is why they get a pass for totally just assaulting your ears is because they don't do it all the time yeah of course some people really are a big fan of constant like beating to your ears but that's not my personal cup of tea i like having breaks where you can kind of breathe and then it comes back and just like sort of has that impact i think there's a lot more impact when you have that breathing room for sure yeah i think one of my favorite artists right now he's some of his stuff is industrial some of it's more experimental um he's called sab roy it's a really oh, weird yeah name, i know that he's name. really cool um he's definitely like some of the most punchy ear catching music i've heard from one of these really underappreciated artists for sure yeah i remember i think i listened he's definitely got like not enough followers like Oh, I think when I listened not. to him, he had like 3,000, maybe not mm-hmm. even that. Um, and that would have been only like a year or two ago. So definitely go check out Sabroy. Yeah. Yep. He's dope. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to find one more artist to kind of tell you about, I guess. Yeah. While you're doing that, um, what, what kind of other stuff do you listen to? Um... So I guess pretty much most kinds of EDM, you know, just a, a lot of house music. Um, yeah, that's, I guess just all kinds of EDM. There's not a whole lot of genres I'm not a, not a fan of, I guess, you know, every, at least every genre would have a song I like there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that like. I hate it when people just completely disregard a whole genre because they've only heard mm-hmm. bad tunes from it. Yep, like I, you couldn't, I couldn't really go and listen to like Future Bass or something for five hours straight 
or mm. I can't listen to like rhythm for like 10 <laughs> hours straight or something, which yeah. is what a lot of sets are. But like some stuff that comes out of those genres is just like so sick. Yeah. It's just sure. if you look, look hard enough in a genre you think you might not be the biggest fan of, you'll definitely find some stuff that's like, oh, wait, that's actually really sick. Lots yeah. of stuff like that. For like sure. pr- probably don't don't look at the top artists and don't look mm-hmm. at the bottom artists but look at the artists who are like kind of on the rise you know because they're mm-hmm. going to be the ones who are still within the genre but they're pushing the boundaries for sure um mm-hmm. and what so i was wondering what else do you do outside of producing because i've i'm kind of getting sorry trying to get more of a perspective of uh a producer's world as a whole Mm -hmm. now rather than just the music stuff yeah i would say probably my biggest hobby besides i'm doing music is a rock collecting actually oh really like uh crystals and uh gem formations all that sort of stuff fossils i do a combination of going to shows to collect the ones i really like how i look and actually going to locations to start (laughs) digging for them like all of that as i really enjoy doing stuff it's like i think my favorite version i guess mother nature sort of taking its hand at doing artwork Mm. that's kind of how i view it it's like totally natural completely like organic reformed works of art and i just think that's really fascinating do you have a sample rocks just (laughs) Uh, oh, make yeah. random noises. <laughs> I'll just show you like my whole case, but like stuff. Like Damn. That. I like the stuff that's like a crystal that's like on a matrix, <laughs> so it like pops out of it. I'll probably, that's crazy. I'll probably maybe whenever I'm like stuck for a name on a track, I might just pick some little known, um, I guess stone to sort of name something after. Yeah, you could build a whole brand around that. I mean, obviously you've got Balkan and the Mask already, but maybe another project in the future or something. Mm, perhaps that could be a pretty <laughs> cool idea. I think, uh, yeah, I have another artist I want to sort of bring some, cool. I guess, to talk about. This is this guy called a One True God. I really like him because he has these really simple, really clean drops with this like with these bases that just uh shoot right through your speakers and like (laughs) right into your body it's just like sort of this level of mixing and i guess presence of a song that feels pretty unmatched especially for clean simple basses and drums yeah there's something about clean i I don't know if you listen to g house but like the 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 bass that's in like every single G House track just hits so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, there's like, and it, it's easiest for bass to hit the hardest because it's something you, if you got a subwoofer, you feel just as much oh, yeah. as listen to. It's it's definitely my favorite frequency within the spectrum. That's sort of what led me to wanting to focus the bass drops on the bass, sort of 
take everything out for a moment and just let the let like the kick drum and the bass line do this yeah for a good amount of time to sort of i guess kind of have the most impact absolutely and then yeah you can like bring in the hats or the melody or whatever like mm -hmm. in the next bar or two like um, it doesn't have to be boring just because it's simple you can like yeah. progress things over time just but, subtle yeah. variations of the rhythm as well works mm -hmm. wonders For um sure. so when you start a track do you have like a template or anything or do you just start completely from scratch mm. I guess completely from scratch. I'll either look through samples or even look through YouTube for um, little ideas I'd like, or I'll start with sound designing. Just yep. throw like huge lines of effects and play with the knobs, which is like some, it's a really euphoric thing to do because you're creating all these otherworldly sort of sounds from scratch that no one else has ever heard before it's just kind of cool not yeah. it's not that every single thing you uh, come out with is usable but it's just it's fun to just not limit yourself to what you use and just create the weirdest things you can but yeah yeah for like starting it's sort of i sort of have like di a lot of different ways i'll start a track because not a not one has proven to be completely successful for me you know i feel like i'm willing to start a track in any way possible and not yeah. like, like oh i don't want to start that way i guess yeah in art it kind of it, it uh uh fuck it kind of detracts from the art to have a formula to it i guess mm -hmm. um and yet what you said about sound design i feel like a lot of people have a sound in their mind that they're trying to make and then mm -hmm. from the get-go they're tweaking knobs in serum to try to get close to that sound but it can be really cool if you just make like a pretty simple source sound and then you put on a bunch of processing like saturation mm -hmm. distortion compression and then you go back into the synth and you change one knob by like one percent and it sounds Yo. completely different like just anyone who hasn't done that just give it a shot it's mm. so cool i think wasn't it mr bill who was sort of telling a bunch of people to go and do that yeah that mr guy's bill's legend. fucking great mm -hmm. he's awesome have you For do sure. you listen to his podcast oh i do not i'm actually i don't listen to podcasts all that often but yeah i, I, I would recommend it, it but a lot of the episodes are like two hours long so it well, might be a bit much i've watched like seven hour videos of virtual riot creating <laughs> like songs from scratch so that should be no problem <laughs> for sure dope uh yeah there's there's this fucking guy um do you know ankle pants i don't think i've heard of him okay i i hadn't heard of him either until i heard mr bill talk about him uh, he does this wacky ass music and he has like a mask where the no the nose is a dick. Uh, oh, actually, I have seen that thing around. <laughs> that thing's weird. <laughs> and it moves as it. well. <laughs> do they do have shows with that thing? Because I would definitely yeah. go. Yeah, man. Oh, bro. I got to get to that. 
I, I tried to watch a set. Uh, it was like 40 minutes long or something. I could only make it like 10 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I bet but he's uh, just like headbanging the whole time. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's fun. actually singing as well. Like, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> creatively, it's pretty cool, but it's just not, not my thing, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So what are you working on at the moment? You got any more releases coming up? Yeah, I think I'll try to release this um, one track this month. So what I did recently is uh, I think I've been using Ableton for two years now and I only recently actually bought something else besides Ableton, which was uh, some sample packs oh, really? sort of for industrial. I bought two sound packs for industrial sounds and one for sort of more ambient um cinematic stuff so i the second i just started opening that pack i just put together something that like kind of instantly became one of my favorite things i've ever made yeah, i guess like so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to dropping that because it should be a should be a quite the step up from what i've uh, released so far hell yeah yeah it's it's kind of cool actually that you've waited this long to um buy packs because when i started mm-hmm. producing i just went around and like i got everything that i could find and then you don't yep. really value it you kind of just take it for granted mm-hmm. um but yeah these days i've stopped downloading as like all those free sample packs and stuff and i really i cherish every single sample that i get pretty much Mm. Uh, especially if you're using splice like you don't have to buy a whole pack to get stuff that you like for sure i've I've been (laughs) tempted to get splice it's it looks like a pretty pretty cool deal it's um it's kind of hard to find out there stuff like i sometimes i'll be looking for like monsters or alien sound effects and stuff and they've just got these like cringe worthy stock ones for games um (laughs) So yeah, sometimes I just have to make those myself. Yeah, have you look, how much have you like gone into looking on YouTube for sounds? Uh, I need to look into that because I, I I tend to stay away from sampling YouTube as much as possible because I just don't want to run into those copyright issues and shit. Mm-hmm. But I heard that there's like a free sound library on YouTube. I think Frequent was recommending it, maybe. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's on my to-do list, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, copyright really won't likely come up as an issue if you're like sampling just random videos that like yeah. are super obscure, or yeah. super, like barely got anyone's to watch. Like my personal favorite ones are these uh, really creepy, cryptic YouTube videos that have all these really cool like glitchy sounds and whatnot. Cool. So like, there's like definitely a big arsenal on what's YouTube. The trouble is actually finding it. Right. Because of yeah. course, if something's obscure, you, you don't really know where <laughs> to find it. So like, just look on playlists if for like certain sounds, if if you think it might show up there. For example, I like creepy sounds, so I look through creepy playlists for different sort of weird things I can find. 
Hell yeah, I, 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 got, I got to check that out because I really want to put more creepy sounds in my stuff as well. Dope. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you some, uh, I guess, oh, yeah. playlists or videos that I think have really cool sample potential. Especially there's like this one performance art guy who just like slaps clay and mud on his face. <laughs> which, first of all, gets like cool percussive sounds. Yeah. But what I really like about him is he, re- he just has these really weird like grunts and screams. <laughs> so that's like just perfect. And he always like records in these super reverby rooms. So there's already really dope reverb on them. That was like one of the first things that even pushed me to wanting to produce because i was watching this creepy video way before i ever got ableton or any other daw and i'm like that's a really cool sound i wonder what that would be like in a song so that <laughs> that's, sort that's of cool. pushed me to start looking into it dude sort that's always so cool had that, that you thought that before you were even a producer <laughs> mm-hmm. like i didn't even i wouldn't even know what to call it like i didn't really know what sampling was hardly even knew people did it but already had that idea that i kind of wanted to do that so um, sampling is definitely one of my favorite things for music production. Hell yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, we're just about at time here. So is there anything Ooh, else? That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to um, shout out before we finish? Yeah, shout out to Razor for being awesome. Hell yeah. The guy I made the remix up, we had a, had a great time working on that was a big fan of the original song he's just an awesome guy sure and check out my website valken.net is sick my friend made it he is the coolest person on the planet for making it for me (laughs) you got them hookups it's dope go go (laughs) go type in valken.net right now into your computer if you can it's dope do it (laughs) it's awesome All right, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into episode three of The Wavetable. I'm Astro Rain, signing out with guest Falcon, and yeah, check out falcon.net. Peace. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs>